You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, I get the thumbs up from Eddie. That means we's the goes. Uh, Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Now, the uh, warm up program, which comes on after the post game podcast, at the very end of it, I don't know how we got into this, but I, I told you a story about how when I was little, my mother caught my Schween in yes. the zipper. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to the doctor's. Because she wanted to make sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I re- do recall, I had to be like two or three years old. This is like one of my early memories. Yeah. I remember having to be up on the table standing, and the doctor was just looking at my schween. And I even recall, like, you know, there is a part of your schween which sometimes has a different tint mm-hmm. purplish. Purple's a weird color, yeah. but I know what you're saying. It's around the rim of the head. This is a podcast, Jerry. I'm allowed to say I, that. As long as we're not live. And I think my mother thought that she caught the zipper and turned it purplish. And I, I, I kind of even recall the doctor saying that's normal. Right. Do you think this was the start of all of my penis Maybe. hypochondriac? Yes. This is a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This was a stressful situation for you. Right. So I think it's very possible that this is where, I guess Andy and Living is not going to get on. Um, Sorry, Andy. This is this is where the first thoughts you've had of that area. Right. This is where it was uh, it festered from. This is where it all started. Yes. We're very impressionable when we're young. Who knew I'd become so focused? The seeds were planted at around yes. two, two and a half years old when you yes. had a penile issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very possible. Do you recall any issues uh, wherein no. when you were little you had to go to the emergency room? Or oh, the... for sure. I've been in the emergency room a million times. You have? Oh, God, As yes. a child? Oh, yeah. The first one I remember, and it's not two, but I was probably four. Okay. Going to preschool for the first time there with my mom, and we were all gathered in, like, the lobby waiting to go into the classroom for the first day, and I leaned on a door that was not closed or locked or shut, quite frankly, and I fell down the stairs. <laughs> oh, was the door to stairs? <laughs> yes. <You> went... <laughs> Someone didn't shut the door, so I leaned on it. 
And did you I, roll all the way down to yes, the bottom? I sure did. Yes, I did. Was it one of those stairs where it's divided up, where you hit a landing and mm. that other steps? Or you? It was like no, a long. No, it was like stairwell. twelve stairs all the way down to the basement, basically. <laughs> Um, and I remember going to the hospital for that because I think my mom thought I broke my wrist, okay. if I remember correctly. I remember I was so young. I, I didn't have a cast or anything. I probably had like an ace bandage. I was probably fine. But so my first day of uh, preschool, I do remember that, did not go well. Yeah. That was a tough day. That's a, a <laughs> tough first day of uh, school. That was a tough first day of school, dunk, yes. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah, no, I had, uh, I also, when I was in football, but I was older, I ran into a pole. Uh, that was a problem. Playing football. There was a short, we had to run laps, and you would have practice from six to eight or so, and as you go deeper into the fall, it's dark. So when we would run laps, it was two baseball fields looking at one another, which created a big square, and that's where we practiced. And they would make us do laps around the fields. And one night, the captain of our team, I forget his name, his name was Anthony, I think, he took us around the backstop to get the extra work in. I think I was 10. And back there, and it's still there, was a short, about a three-foot steel pole. I don't know what the hell it's there for. And dun, 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 and down. Fractured my knee. You hit your knee on the pole? Yes. Hairline fracture of the knee ended up in the hospital that night. My coach came to see me, actually. Oh, that was nice. I think I was 10. Did you say, happened. Coach, tell the boys, win one for Jerry. <laughs> for the wrecker? Yeah. <laughs> Win one for the wrecker. No, they, I didn't do that. I broke a rib playing football. They're a lot of injuries then. You're right. You have been to oh, the yeah. ER. I was 17, I almost that was the big killed one. myself by mistake. Where you put your hand through a, through a glass door. A glass door. That was a problem. Uh, so that I've been to the hospital a lot of times. Went to the hospital when I was filling in after uh, Craig took his long vacation with heart troubles, which oh, right. really weren't. Mm-hmm. Stress. That was stress-related? stress-related. Yes, it was. Um, so, you know, I've had a lot of hospital visits. Yeah. Many, actually. A broken collarbone, right to the emergency room. Broken ankle, emergency room. Torn Achilles, emergency room. Wow, you have, uh, <laughs> yes. you have screwed your body up in some ways. Yeah, I wasn't a bad tear. It was a partial tear. It didn't, like, snap, and, you know, I didn't rupture or anything. But that was, that sucked. Yeah. Yep. I stuck a, a raisin in my nose when I was little. I had to go to the emergency room. And my mother said just before the doctor came out to see me, I sneezed. And it, and it came out. out. Yeah. <laughs> then one other, only other time I remember as a child going was I was uh, jumping curbs with my BMX bike. Mm-hmm. And I hit this one curb high and... You went over the top? No, I fell and the steering the the handlebars jammed into my sternum. Sure, really just knocked the wind out of me, but I didn't know it at the time. Good yeah. dog, help me. And if have you ever had the moment of holy crap, I might have just done it. Like, like this could be it. No, I, I did with my wrist. Yeah, with your wrist slashing your wrist. That with, I did. Putting through a. You did yeah. that on purpose or not no, on purpose? No, I, I was at a. I was working at the gas station, and every night. There were two bays, three bays, where they fixed cars. Part of your responsibility, especially after 8 o'clock when it slows down, you got to clean the floors to make sure. And so part of cleaning the floors was also emptying the oil into the container that's in the ground. Um, then they used to drain it for all the oil changes. You know, you, So you would drain it into the little uh, hole in the ground, basically. And one night, I was... I did everything and i looked over and out of the corner of my eye i saw black and i thought 
and there was, there was a little bit, but it wasn't nearly as much as I, as I thought. I thought that the oil was overflowing everywhere, and it was a clear door. And I, just thinking it was open, I just turned, and my hand went right through the glass and shattered it. And I guess, as they said, I probably pulled back, and that's where the cut. If I was going straight through, they'd probably be okay. But you hit it and you pull, and that's where the, the slice comes from. And you would work and it by blood yourself. just starts spurting out like crazy. It's by myself. And so, um, yeah, and so when the, the fire department came to, I don't remember why. Maybe it was the next day. Oh, that's why it was a fireproof door. Fire department came. They're like, how the hell did you put – how's that possible? And, you know, the guy's like, man, you hit the one weak spot in that glass because right. the glass was thick. I'm like, yeah, well, I <laughs> I went through it pretty good. It's like when you uh, crack a windshield. Sometimes it's like the smallest thing. And other times you'll be on the turnpike and you'll hear boom and, yeah. and you get no crack. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's where it hits. Yep. yep. So it's you all, called 911? I actually didn't. Um, Did you wrap yourself up? So I, so I was bleeding pretty good. I didn't know how, I didn't realize the extent of how bad it was. I went right to the sink and put the water on and I saw my wrist was open. And I said, uh-oh. And you were aware at that point that people slashed their wrists to kill themselves sometimes? Like, that's a sure. that's not oh, a place you want to be cut? Oh, 100%. I knew. I was nervous. I mean, so I grabbed a rag, which probably wasn't the cleanest. <laughs> nice oily and rag. And I remember tying my wrist up as tight as I could. And it, you could see the blood. It didn't take long for the blood to start coming through the rag, too. And I, This is the most amazing part of this. Yeah. I go back in. My aunt lived around the corner, worked at the hospital. So I called her. And she goes, I'll be right there. I'm calling 911. Okay, great. So I sit back. I probably shouldn't have sat back down. Guy comes in for gas. I go out with the blood. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, uh, but I kind of hurt myself. Uh, he gets in the car to say anything and zooms off. <laughs> Didn't help. Nothing. Just gone. I was like, <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Hope I don't die. Like, <laughs> and I probably wasn't as calm as that. Yeah. But I remember I didn't freak out, but I was nervous. And my my aunt got there. And immediately rewrapped my wrist. She said I looked pretty pale. I had lost a lot of blood. Damn. And within, I'm telling you, Al, within 60 seconds of her getting there, the ambulance was there. And they started very quickly um, with the with tape and stuff, closing it. And they got me to the hospital. I was there all night. Who took over the gas station? Uh, the, my, the owner of the, of the gas station came. Oh, he came down? Yeah. I thought your aunt was going to have to stick around and pump gas. for My people. dad got there pretty quick, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you you went in the ambulance when they oh, yeah. were working on you? Oh, for sure. It was like one of those rides where the, you're getting yeah. hooked up. and Yeah. Oh, I had a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My goodness. Yeah. That was a that was And a you still have a scar. Do you think of that when you see it? Or has it been so many years you don't think of it? Oh, I, every time I see it, I remember that night. Do you Vividly. Do you think, let me ask you this, when you see that big scar on your wrist, do you think life is fragile? Well, I think I've been pretty uh, consistent with that. Yeah. For a very long time now. That life is indeed fragile. But yes. you had an experience. I could say life is fragile. I don't think no, I've I, ever had a near-death experience. I don't know how close I was to That's passing out. That's pretty bad. And I know. And I, I definitely lost a lot of blood. And they told me, they showed me, too, how I really came really close to probably just bleeding out very quickly, which is nuts. Right, because if you pass out, you're there by yourself. You oh, pass out. Yeah. Gone. There's yeah. nobody there. I was by myself. Um, but... Here I am. I was seven. It was the summer when I was seventeen or eighteen. So the summer I was eighteen. So here I am now, thirty years later. And I do think of that night every time I see my yeah. eyes. Yes. 
Speaking of Summer of, you said uh, Summer of 69 is actually about sexual position 69. So I, saw, I saw a top 10 summer songs countdown on Access TV. Okay. I, I love the channel. It's just so much music and stuff on it. And they said that Brian Adams said that's what the song's about. Now, the guy who co-wrote it with Adams says never really thought of it that way, but Adams said that's what he was thinking. So the summer of 69 is about 69. I guess so. I guess so. And then we found out, because I had asked you in the control room, like, when do you think that became a thing? I said the 40s. The position? And then then you looked up the the whole history of it, and it's like before uh, Christ. The Kama Sutra, yeah. I think it's in the Kama Sutra. Are you sure about this? No. Oh. Well, I'm pretty sure. I thought you knew. They did all sorts of weird positions on Kama Sutra. I'm sure 69 is in there. I guess. So I never read the Kama Sutra. Yeah. But I guess they were doing all funky stuff back Yeah, then. all sorts the of. disgusting days before showering. Yeah, all sorts of oh. weird positionings. Think about all the, like, the hair on them. Like, forget the area hair, yeah. which had to have just been horrific. Because, I don't know, what do you look for? A sharp rock <laughs> to trim it up? Here's which, a rock. Go trim yourself up. Which you're not. No. So you're probably not. So that's got to be just a mess. A wild mess. I mean, from, and now people didn't live as long, but that's a disaster. But also think about if you're doing that yeah. act, the facial hair right. that the men had, and then the area hair that the women had to deal with. Whoa. Right. And the men also had that hair down there that the women had to deal That's with. That's what I just meant. That's oh. what I meant. And you also got to think of this. People's breath back then must have been terrible. Oh, what hideous. a whole stank situation that By is. wooden teeth. Ugh. Like George Washington. <laughs> he did have the wooden teeth. That's Classic. hideous. But wooden teeth were probably like for rich people back then. Probably true. That is true. We're talking about like cavemen people, 69 <laughs> With their stinky buffalo meat breath. Woo! Yeah. Not great. Yeah, not great. Not great. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I still not a big fan of the fact that our... Exit holes are in that same area. That's weird. That's a weird body positioning. <laughs> yes, it is. Weird body yes, body um, it is. diagramming, blueprinting. That is correct. The human blueprints. They should have said, <laughs> got these two areas very close to each other. <laughs> well, I don't know that. W- right. Were we supposed to be putting mouths in I don't know. Area? Right. No. Exactly. No, we weren't. I think it was meant to reproduce. Right. And right. then somewhere along the line, apparently in the year 400 BCE or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, BCE. Some, someone realized that there's uh, it can be pleasurable. Hmm. So let's try this. Yeah. The whole rear end thing, I feel like, is relatively new. Yeah. That doesn't seem like in the year 1820. They bend over. <laughs> yeah, like that's probably not in Kama Sutra. Right? I mean. No. I mean, really, without petroleum jelly. It's and, disgusting. 
yeah. It's not for me, Jerry. I just don't think that was a thing. Yeah. Until like, you know, 1994. You think the 90s that started? <laughs> so that wasn't going on in the 70s. Either. I don't know. The I 60s. Well, listen, I there were you... things going on in the 60s. They might have been sticking things in people's ears. <laughs> Summer of love, Jerry. <laughs> right. Hey, you go in one ear, I go in the other. <laughs> I bet this whole... I bet we went right off the rails in the 1960s. You're right. Because <laughs> the so 50s too. seemed like a... Very proper. Decade. A very proper... And definitely the 40s. You would think so, yes. But then again... Who knows? If 69 was around 400 years before Christ was, then, I mean, they might have been sticking wieners and eyeball sockets. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? There was probably a lot of experimenting back then. Oh, my God. It's funny. I listened to an interesting podcast yesterday, Jerry. Uh, Jim Rome. You're familiar with Jim Rome? I am familiar with Jim Rome, yes. CBS uh, Sports Radio Network. Who was he on with? So Jason Barrett, who is a sports radio consultant, has a podcast. Well, I guess he's made a business of this. I don't know how. I honestly don't know how. Well, good for him. But I saw, because we get his, uh, at 8 a.m. every morning, I get an email rundown of uh, like sports radio news, and it yeah. comes from his company. And then he'll always put on who are on his podcast. Like he has a he has all these different podcasts. So I saw Jim Rome was a guest on his podcast, and they were talking about radio and the future, right? And it was very interesting to hear, like Jim Rome. Like I said, the Jim Rome show has changed, yes. right? So he used to really just be all about cracking on athletes and mm-hmm. teams and which he still does some of but he does a lot of guests he's he's a little he's certainly more careful than he was in the right. 90s right so it was an interesting conversation they talked about that and talked about the future of radio and how he's trying to evolve and change and it was just interesting it was almost like you were listening to a man in a midlife career crisis really yeah it was very and he was very open about it it was just does it sound like he doesn't enjoy doing it as much no it does but it sounds like he's trying to he said something he said i'm trying to keep my audience the same age as i age that's tough which to is do. tough to do see i thought nikki glazer said something very cool on a yeah. podcast i heard her on um last week called banging orgasms all oh, right uh you subscribe to that <laughs> Uh, no, that was the name of the podcast with uh, with Emily, whoever she, whoever, Emily. whatever. That, yeah, she said she was talking about Howard Stern. Her point was trying to be, how do you stay relevant? It's one thing, like she's had a lot of success. How do you stay relevant though through the years? And she goes, like, you know, I look at a guy like Howard, and then you know, she's like, oh, I heard you on with Howard. You know, it seems like you guys sell fun together. She said Howard's got the ability, while his show has changed to still not sound like a guy who's approaching 70 and still be able to maintain and bring on a new audience still. Because some people can do that, some others. Some age out and others just age, but still maintain that same level of maturity or immaturity or whatever. And I think that's probably the only way you keep the audience young is if you keep that that state of mind. And if that's the way you're still expressing yourself. Otherwise, I don't know how you do it because... You see, you see, as we get older, things change. Yeah. Everything change. Your life changes. But I think the balance then, too, is that, so like a guy like Rome or a guy like Stern, if if you're going to change and evolve, as they say, it's tough because you will 
turn off your older fans who want the old you. Right. Like for me with Howard, me with Rome. Like I loved that 1990s version of yeah. Jim Rome. But in order to like, in order to get a younger audience, you're going to have to do something different. Yeah, and might be uncomfortable and a little out of your out of your zone, if you will. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, this whole radio thing is uh, intriguing. Yeah. Then they yeah. Then they were asking Rome about uh, podcasts and like because he does a a podcast himself called the Reinvention Podcast. Where he's trying to do at least you know what at least it's something different than his radio show where he's talking about this sorts of stuff, but you know he he talked about when he was first starting out really there was only radio to be on right and he was kind of crazy because he was trying to stand out in a time when sports radio guys weren't that way on the radio it was mostly straight sports for the yes, most part for sure. Yeah, it just was kind of interesting hearing him trying to... Well, aren't we at a point, though, too, where... So we, you and I always talk about how a lot of these guys sound the same. So if the ripping of athletes has been done already, if the yelling for yell sake has been done already, if the straight sports has been done already, if the sports show without guests is being done, if sports shows with... Like what else is there? How do you reinvent the business? There's no, there's no other way to. The only thing I can think of is you invite people on and insult them to their face till they hang up. I, <laughs> I don't know. Till they punch you in the face. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how else you. Which Rome did with uh, Chris Everett, uh, the quarterback, and that was on television. Or no, he was his name wasn't Chris Everett. He no, was, it was uh, Jim Everett. Jim we Everett. Called he Chris called Everett. Chris Everett. Right. It's almost like you get to a certain point. Like ten, ten wins has probably been after they tweaked it for years probably been the same now for 50 years and it's still successful are you trying to reinvent that or do you just at some point accept the fact that my god we've done everything basically come with what you're best at i don't know and then even thinking like uh this was either on the jim rome podcast i listened to or tim Dillon, the comedian on with joe rogan and they were because i've been listening i was listening to both of them this idea of like is there even like radio and TV were a mass media, right. right? Mass mediums. So they were aimed at the masses. That's why you couldn't, you know, if we said, oh, don't talk Rangers, don't talk mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, because that's not the mass. The masses want Mets, Yankees. But now, like, do we even have a mass medium? The internet. Uh, yeah, but they're all, like, so... Niche. Niche, right? Yeah, I, when I say the internet, I mean, that's just, that's the one thing Every U.S. citizen is on every day. Yeah. Not everybody turns TV on. Not everybody turns the radio on. They might listen to Spotify. They might listen to an app. Uh, Everybody is online at some point every day. Right. But is there one, like, used to go to CNN or Fox News? They're complete opposites. So they're mass media only to those audiences that they go to. Yeah. And their mass media is a small number. Right. Their audience is not a big number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The NFL. <laughs> You're right. You know what? You're right. That's the it. NFL is the one common thing. That's it. That's that probably... is a mass media. That's why they're always right. You, uh, the top 20 shows every of year. Them are the NFL. Right. It's really amazing. And sitcoms and dramas that used to be those, those top rated shows are now falling to 18 and 22 and 
because people also just watch stuff on Netflix now and, and Amazon Prime and also, all these like, different things. The award shows used to be big, like the Oscars. It yeah. was like 18 NFL games, the Oscars, and the Emmys. Now, now it's those the are clips out. on YouTube the next day yeah. that get the most hits, but not live. Right, like all we always going on. we always talk about with the late night television, how like that used to be such a prime spot. Sure, Letterman, Leno. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Not at all. They get a lot more views on their clips. Think about when you. So we started this. This is a good way to end it. So we started it when you were a kid. Yes, and your penis got stuck in your zipper. Yep, or whatever. That's where it started. Yes. Think about how different life was when you were not two, but let's say ten. So for me, it was pretty simple. Got up, went to school. My dad went to work. My mom was home, essentially. Would come home after school, would do homework outside until dinner was ready. Father gets, you know, dad gets home around 6, have uh, 5.30, whatever, have dinner, and then usually 7 o'clock, and it was 6 o'clock in the, for baseball, but 7 o'clock for basketball, and football would have been 6, 6.30, whatever, but that was it. You had baseball in the spring. There was generally nothing in the summer except summer. Right, reruns. Fall was football. Winter was was basketball for us. And then there was always a little bit of a break in between. So while my mom might have been busy getting me to mine and my brother to his practice, that was it. We weren't running from team to team to team to sport to sport. Now things overlap like crazy. Both parents work. You know, the kids, the video games nonstop. It's just everything is so, it's just different. It's like the same, but it's not. Families don't sit down together anymore for dinner. We do. We try to at least three days a week. But that's it because my son's working or not home or he's here. It's just every everything evolves. Radio, life, everything. It's all different. Truth bombs, Jerry. Did you have growing up, did you have any uncles or cousins that were single in their 50s? Or was everybody in your family married with children? No, I had uh, an uncle. My uncle Charlie was never married. Okay. So that's where you drew your inspiration from? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, this Uncle Charlie seems like he has a living I life. Had, I had nobody that I could think of growing up that was not married with a family. Not even like just married with no kids. Like with everybody had kids. Yeah. And no one in my family ever got divorced. Except my sister. But I mean, growing up. Didn't right. You know didn't what it see was. It, right. Did not see it. No. And now as I've gotten older and, you know, you talk to your parents, you realize, oh, there are some that should have been. Right. And didn't. Right. That wasn't a thing. No. And you ever think about that, how miserable they live their lives? I cannot imagine. I could not imagine, like, working all day, sitting in traffic, coming home to a house you don't want to be at. Yes. And, like, that's it. Once your time runs out, your time runs out. You don't get to get reborn again unless you believe that. We're not sure. Yeah. And then become Al and stay single and carefree. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jerry. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's also depressing if you think too much it's about sad. it. It's sad. It could be sad, yeah. It could be sad. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. So Never depressing. Just to be quick. Yes. So I'm just curious how you're going to write this description. Okay. So it's going to be some... Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say emergency room visits. Right. Buttholes and other sexual positions, and then a serious topic about the business of radio. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Good luck with the it's description. It's not going to be an easy description, Jerry. <laughs> Let's do the warm-up program, program, program. No Mets, no Yankees tonight, Jerry. What the hell are we going to do on the warm-up show tomorrow? Uh, but it is a Thursday tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. All right. 
we'll see you uh, then. 5 a.m. I like to say be there or be square. See ya.